Blog Talk Radio. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtain. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret societies, secret oaths, secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for His church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. to the show and thank you again for listening. I want to uh, thank Phil Armstrong also for letting me sit in in his place today. We will recap a little bit uh, what we have gone over last week. Um, I started the show last week explaining the woman and the dragon found in Revelation chapter 12. And uh, oh, should I forget, my name is Christine Wyke and uh, I have been been very grateful to Phil for allowing me to sit in these last oh couple of months or so as he allows me to speak for about a half hour on the book of Revelation and what we can expect to look for. And the woman and the dragon, although I do not find very many explanations of this in a more literal way, um, I would like to say that I think I've got an understanding here of what God might have meant in light of other scripture. And we will kind of look around at all of that today. We'll recap from last week just briefly, and then we'll get into better the chapter of Revelation 12. First of all, the woman and the dragon. We mentioned from the time before that I do believe that this woman mentioned in Revelation is also a movement or a religion of sorts, very similar to the bride of Christ being the church the great harlot of the book of Revelation being the uh, the religion of the Antichrist. That would be the opposite of a virgin bride. It's the prostitute. So this woman here, another woman as a metaphor, can also be described as a group of believers or a group of people who have a similar or a common belief. And I do believe that this is going to be a group of Messianic Jews, and we do uh, get that clue later into the chapter. But the strongest one that I have for it being the Jewish people resulting out of the land of Israel predominantly is found in Genesis 37, verses 9 through 10, when Joseph um, and his 
if you remember the the story of Joseph and his coat of many colors, but um, he had dreams in which he would portray them to his brothers and they would mock him in turn. And uh, one of the dreams he kind of brought up to his father and his father turns around and kind of mentions the sun, moon, and 11 stars, uh, Joseph being, of course, the 12th star as the 12th brother, which are also the tribes of Israel. So we know now that these are Jews that originate in the land of Israel. Keep in mind also that the reference of the sun, moon, and stars, this place in Genesis here is the only reference in the entire Bible where the three heavenly bodies are related to people. Everything else is related to actual, the physical nature of the sun, moon, and stars as we see them in the sky. But in Revelation, um, it explains the woman as the sun, moon, and stars in, in as, as a uh, adjective describing her. But they are also described in Genesis also as people. So that's a relationship there. We also know that she's about to give birth. She's pregnant, which means uh, there's a leader coming forth out of her. She's in pain. This is all part of the persecution. There's there's pain. There's discomfort. It's a time of uh, uh, tribulation for this particular group of people. Um, this is where I found the commentators often refer to this man-child that comes from her as Jesus Christ. But as we went over last week, I do feel that that is erroneous, only because of the way that the revelation is set up in the birth to this son or a male male child. Um, yes, of course, Christ was a son of a woman, but also um, this male child in revelation is totally different from the events of Jesus Christ being born. First of all, the woman... Um, or some people say the disciples or the Virgin Mary, uh, the original church, ran into the desert. Well, that was not the case. Um, Mary was not given a place of hiding after Jesus was born. Yes, you could say that happened after uh, Herod had gone after them. That is true, but the 1260 days does not match. The 1260 days, however, will match to a future event that has not yet occurred, which is when the reign of the Antichrist begins at that half-year point or halfway point in which he is ruling from the temple, claiming to be God. And I believe that's when the 1260 days from the latter part of the tribulation period, this will be when this movement of people starts to leave Israel, moves towards an area that is given to her as a place of refuge. And another reference, again, that I cannot believe that this man-child is Jesus Christ, is the disciples did not scatter or get sent to a safe place. They were scattered, actually, all over the world. And uh, all over the world, I'd say all over Asia Minor, um, where they spoke boldly and proudly um, for their belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, his ascension, uh, they were not given a place of safety. Um, they were actually persecuted, and a few of them we know that were murdered for their belief in their uh, Savior. But in Revelation, let's see here, chapter 12, that's kind of where we left off last week. <coughs> um, this place, this is a place here where I feel is is just... Unbelievable. How in the world can there be chaos in heaven? And why does the devil or Satan get access to heaven? 
Now, we do know that is true because when Job was being tormented by Satan, he had to go to heaven and actually get permission by God to do so. So we know the devil has back and forth access to to heaven and the throne. But in Revelation chapter 12, we get the image here of a war breaking out in heaven. And Michael, that is mentioned here, Michael the archangel, is the protector of Israel. That is found in the book of Daniel. Um, So we have Michael the archangel in a war with devil and his demons, or the angels that actually follow after him from heaven, So there's another upheaval in heaven, and he is thrown down to the earth. Uh, The devil is. The devil is thrown down to the earth. Obviously, Michael wins the war. Revelation 12, starting at verse 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. It doesn't say how long that this war went on. Um, I believe, obviously, it's probably for a very short period of time. But he was not strong enough, that is the devil, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. And he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Now we actually see this in the opening of the trumpets, when an angel falls from the sky and is given the key to open up the abyss. So we know that that is in relationship here to what maybe what we see upon the earth as a meteor come crashing into the earth. Um, Very possible that that's what we see, but in truth, it's actually Satan getting thrown out of the sky. (coughs) Again, that is something that I see as my interpretation. Um, Very possible. I don't think we see the actual devil himself getting thrown down like you can imagine the devil in the way we depict him, but we may see it in a form of a of a meteor or an asteroid. Okay, so here we now we get an explanation of what went on that causes Satan to get thrown upon the earth, and this is what I find just really unbelievable. Um, we imagine heaven as a place of pure bliss; nothing could be out of place. Uh, for the most part, it is perfect. However, God still allows choices to be made by even those who are in heaven. And this is obvious by the passage here in Scripture that says that there are angels or people in heaven who must be disgruntled, and they actually take the side of the devil. Um, I don't think they could have come from hell. These are actual citizens that must have been in heaven who... (coughs) who have been deceived by Satan and were unhappy with Michael, who was that protector of Israel. Um, don't really know exactly how that is explained except for that little bit of glimpse that we get. But it leads to another question. Why is Satan fighting with the protector of Israel? Is there something, something happening in the land of Israel upon the earth that frustrates the devil to the point of war. Oh, we could have a list a mile long for that, but I believe it has something to do with this group or this woman with the 12 stars. There is something about her that is very strong, that has a very strong group of believers in the faith along with the belief of Jesus Christ, and the devil needs to get rid of her. And he can't as long as Michael the archangel is protecting her. So that's why I think he goes to the source to try and conquer Michael. 
but the dragon loses the battle. His punishment is to be thrown out of heaven, along with his supporters. Now I raise another question that comes to me. Uh, What is the devil doing in heaven? Is he able to talk to God? What I found else may astound you. It did to me as I was doing this study. However, I believe my answer is biblical based on these next few verses. Revelation 12, (coughs) 10 through 12. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe upon the earth and to the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows his time is short. Notice that the voice that calls from heaven signals a shifting or a shuffling in heaven. Now, this is something that obviously did not occur before. There seems to be a change of circumstances in heaven where the devil now is no longer allowed up there. And this causes the heavens to rejoice. (coughs) This is something that I'm going to let you kind of ponder over in your mind. Why is heaven rejoicing? Obviously, the devil is out of there. But why would it have mattered to the angels and to the saints that are up in heaven? You would say their their case is secure. Their standing is secure. Um, There's no reason why the devil would be a threat to them. But I think it's because if Satan is not allowed in heaven, he can no longer accuse the believers of their sin. And that is when the person dies. Now, we know that when we pass away, we stand before the throne of God. And I would think that when someone does do this, they would receive their reward or punishment before the throne. Now, what I wouldn't expect is that Satan stands there too, accusing the person of wrong. But that's what the revelation is indicating, the accuser of our brothers. He is constantly up there in heaven alongside of us when we pass away, accusing us of our sin. Kind of bring to mind here a courtroom scene. The person who dies is the defendant. Satan is the prosecutor. God is the judge on the throne. Satan will make his best case to show the guilt of the defendant so that they can go to jail or slash hell. If this defendant is an unbeliever, it's an easy case for Satan. Can you imagine being in this predicament? However, what if the defendant is a Christian or a believer? Now in Zechariah 3 verse 1, we show this. And Zechariah 3 verse 1 states it this way. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. Okay, here's that same scenario. Joshua is the defendant. He's a high priest, the most holy of people in the Jewish culture, in the Jewish religion, and he is standing before the Lord. 
So obviously he has passed away and he is standing before God. Okay. And who is standing next to him? The Bible continues. And Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. Now the Christian is not without the devil there. If a high priest has Satan there accusing him, isn't it obvious that a believer is also having Satan there to accuse him, just like a courtroom scene. Every defendant has their defense, but they also have a prosecutor. But as a believer, we have a rescue. First John 2 verse 1, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ. The righteous one. Aha! Here is the Christian's defense, Jesus Christ. And now we go back to Revelation 12 again, where it says they overcame him, who is, of course, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. (coughs) That is our defense, the word of our testimony, which means our belief in Jesus Christ. And this is where... Jesus is called our defender and advocate. It is by the blood of the Lamb and the words on their lips that they overcome Satan. It is being born again or accepting the gift of salvation. Now, I would like to think that Jesus stands on the other side of the believer, just like in a courtroom again. But this time, a Christian would stand blameless before God. So I guess I ask you today, how is your relationship with Jesus Christ? Can you stand before God with Christ by your side? Or, on the other hand, are you all on your own listening to what Satan has all to accuse you of? Now the result of losing this war with Michael, Satan is thrown out of heaven. He no longer has access to it. It has now been shut up to him and he is hurled to earth. Now you know why the great rejoicing is occurring in heaven at this point. All the angels are saying, Hallelujah, the accuser has been thrown out. He can no longer torment the believers when they pass away and stand before the throne. However, woe to the earth. Now you can realize Satan has stated his loss. He is beyond angry. And the rest of this chapter in Revelation shows how he vows revenge against the people of God. So continuing on here with the woman. In verse 13 of chapter 12. When the dragon saw that (coughs) he had been hurled to the earth. Notice the word hurled. Thrown. I mean, just (laughs) literally taking something and just getting rid of it. And I believe this is obviously done by God himself. It's just like taking somebody who is just obnoxious, just a, a total disgrace, someone who has walked into your door, has created chaos in your family, has turned everything upside down, and the thrill of taking that person, literally picking them up and throwing them outside. That's the idea that we get here. This is what happens to Satan. So the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth. He pursued the woman who had given to the birth who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle. 
so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert, where she would be taken care of for a time, times, and half a time out of the serpent's reach. Okay, now, Satan goes after this group or this woman who has just lost their leader. Now, remember, the leader of this man-child that was uh, the woman had given birth to was taken up by God. God took him away. <coughs> so the woman or the group is left leaderless and basically probably floundering around, not knowing where to go, totally lost, like a group of sheep without a shepherd. However, God rescues this woman or this group of people. Two wings of an eagle is best to be explained by going back to the Old Testament. We see the exact wording here, and this is to me your indication of how this woman is rescued. Exodus 19, verse 4. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. It is obvious by this text in Exodus that God is speaking of the deliverance from Egypt and the miracles that he performed in doing so. Is it possible that we see the same type of miracle occur again? A mass exodus of God's people. Very much like the first one, this exodus that comes from Egypt. Again, do we see what may look like a million refugees? Maybe it is a million, but maybe it's several thousand. We don't know. Will it look like a group of refugees fleeing out of the land of Israel for their lives because it is a dangerous place? Obviously, the Antichrist is in power at this time, and he is the one that is chasing them. If you are not familiar with the exodus of the Jews from Egypt, this is a good time to read about this, and you can find that in Exodus chapters 13 and 14. Just as the way Pharaoh reacted and chased after the Israelites, so does Satan. He goes after the woman. And to me, the references and the similarities are amazing. Look at the parting of the Red Sea in Exodus and understand how God performed a miracle by using a phenomenon to change the flow of the water and allow them to walk on dry ground. It actually happens again with this new exodus. Now, this is something we have not seen yet. Let me make that very clear. As of today, this exodus has not happened. This will be happening in the future. Will this new exodus also involve water? And yes, it does. Revelation 12:15 through 16. <clears throat> then from his mouth, the serpent spewed water out like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Okay. Let's break this down to what I feel must be a literal translation or an interpretation. Why cannot we explain God's word the way he wrote it? I have seen so much spiritual explanations here, and to me it just makes it more confusing. Let's break it down and take it the way it is. Look at a map of Jordan. 
okay, not the River Jordan, but the map of the country of Jordan. And you will see a city of Petra. It's called the Rock City Petra, located within 25 miles of the Jordan River. Now, this Jordan River runs between Israel and Jordan. Rock City of Petra, I mentioned this last week. You guys need to pay attention to this because this is a site or this was a city that was discovered just a few years ago. I'm talking like within 100 years ago. Um, I think 50 is about the time frame that this city was discovered. It is an actual city. It's beautiful. It's it's a seventh wonder of the world. There are many tourists that will go there. Um, It's an actual uh, tourist place. In fact, if you are an Indiana Jones fan, The Last Crusade was filmed at this rock city, Petra. It is an actual city built into the mountains of the sandstone. And even through thousands of years of earthquakes and wars, this city has managed to survive intact. It can hold up to thousands of people comfortably. It has a, a, it has a uh, arena. It has, uh, a, I guess you could call them apartments. They have everything. They have uh, stores. Uh, they just, I mean, not actual stores like where you can buy or sell right now, but it was available where they had commerce. It was a working city. And many people feel that this is the place that this woman will be rescued to. And what makes this city unique is that the citizens who created this city or the inhabitants who began this city had dug deep cisterns around the city to collect water that would come through when the floods came. And it would collect the water into these cisterns, and that would be the city's drinking water. Now, does that also create a scenario here of what Revelation is speaking about? If the rock city of Petra is the location of protection given by God to the woman. A slight diversion of this Jordan River could possibly create a torrent of water, either through a dam or a flash flood. Don't know how the devil is going to create this. But if this interpretation can be literal, how would the earth open its mouth? Oh, come on, let's think here. When the earth opens its mouth that is a sinkhole once again if Petra is the location there are already a number of cisterns in place that could now open up and be used to stop the flow of water or the flash flood or the torrent of water whatever you want to call it can you now understand a literal interpretation here of revelation and how this could make sense If the earth opens her mouth and swallows up the torrent of water, that is how this group of people gets rescued by God after she has been sent out on eagle's wings, which is a means of safe exodus to this rock city of Petra. Revelation 12, verse 17. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman 
and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring. Now here is your clue that these are Messianic Jews. Those who obey God's commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. This to me is going to give you another point to ponder, and I'm going to leave you with this today. Can you understand the frustration of Satan? He will use the Antichrist as the tool of destruction against not only the woman, but also her offspring. Now, who could be her offspring? It is, prob- it is probable that these are Jews all around the world who have accepted Christ as their Savior. That is obvious, because these are the ones who obey God's commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. But I'm going to bring up another question for you to think of. Are you for certain in your long line of ancestry that there is no possibility of Jewish blood? God's people have been scattered all over the world. Many of of us may have this woman's blood in our veins and we don't even know it. You may be her offspring. You may not know if you have a drop of Jewish blood in you, but the devil sure does, and he knows who you are. And that's where I believe the persecution of the saints is during the tribulation period. My name again is Christine Wyke. You can reach me at 888-653-9752. I have an email, explainthis at att.net, if you wish to hear more of what I think. Uh, If you wish to uh, read my book, it is entitled Explain This, and it can be purchased off my website, which is explainthis.us. Sorry, interruption. www.explainthis.us. Thank you very much.